0: G'day, 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 and welcome everyone. That's our resident scaredy cat, Kate.
1: And that's the horror junkie, Dominic.
0: And you're listening to Shit and Bricks.
1: A podcast where we talk shit about some scary stuff.
0: The sort of fear your arsehole knows about.
1: As always, subscribe, rate, and review us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Shit and Bricks Podcast.
0: Alright, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it.
1: Hi, Dom. Hi, Kate. Hi, <laughs> Kate.
0: How are you this fine day? I am in one of those annoyingly positive moods, even though I, oh, I look God. like shit, I'm wearing my wife beater, for those that tune into <laughs> our YouTube channel, subtle That's reminder it. that we do have videos of all of our recordings.
1: <laughs> we do. Um, I am hung over, so I just look a treat, um, and I've had to do some legitimate vocal warm-ups this morning because I sounded like a phone sex operator about an hour ago, so...
0: She's chewed um, a back at Winnie Blues every day of her <laughs> life.
1: That's it. Good on you, Dal. Um, all right. So, Dom, I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, we, Where the fuck
0: are, are you taking us? That's all I can say.
1: We are going on a journey. We are going on a journey. Now, the topic today is weather. So, it's a very general topic. Uh, there's lots of weather that I do love, uh, but there's weather that I don't love. Uh, one I really don't like, one type of weather, which I'll get to, uh, but I will take you on a wild ride. I usually like to draw you in, um, to my stream of consciousness. Sorry. Could you call it a
0: hurricane or a hurricane?
1: Oh, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) It's a hurricane. (laughs) That's pretty good. I do like that. Um, so yeah, look we're you know into on top of our um, excellent puns mm. and jokes, I will also provide our listeners with you know unsolicited advice on how to survive uh, in some of the scenarios that we'll talk about. Please don't follow any of my advice or do and then write in let us know how you go. So if you find yourself in any a of the situations...
0: We are not legally responsible for the life or death of any of our listeners due to Kate. Weekly uh, survival tips. Uh, I do love that you are starting to fall into this pattern now, Kate, of giving advice on people how to survive all of these rather interesting <laughs> scenarios. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I just thought it just you know it's part and parcel. Why not educate? You know, provide advice. You know, and and just teach people about the most useless stuff that might frighten us. Yeah, it's perfect. I like
0: it. I agree, and I think this is a really good example of what people can expect in some of the future episodes that we're gonna touch upon specific topics more than once. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's such a broad thing for sure, or space like you've previously done. There's so many things that we could talk about in each of these topics, but we try and zone in on like our story or you know, a couple of elements or questions or parts of it. Um, And then who knows, we might revisit them again in the future as we learn more too.
1: That's so true. Uh, and as we're sort of talking too, so Dominic and I went to a Thanksgiving dinner with our family last night. Happy Thanksgiving to anyone uh, listening that celebrates that holiday. And we were, you know, just chatting with our family and everybody was just coming up, you know, oh, this scares me. You should do an episode on this or do an episode on this. Uh, so we were coming up with a lot of really good uh, future episodes just just by by chatting. So we'll absolutely get into yeah different stuff and revisit. Mm. topics as well um but look when you know when we're talking about fears so bringing us back to our our weather um there are specific phobias because i like to discover what what phobias or terms are out there there are specific phobias that are linked to more specific weather types yep. so there's you know the sort of you know all all round um, phobias, but there's a lot that are just linked to specific weather types. Uh, I'm not going to list them all. One I will talk about in more detail later, but essentially I'm going to be addressing some fears that I had as a child. Again, Mm -hmm. a lot of what I, you know, think about. Uh, I also look, I couldn't help, um, I couldn't help myself, but I've linked a lot of my fact finding and the source of my fears to, to films that were mostly released in the 1990s. Uh, peak time mm-hmm. for films.
0: The golden age. <laughs>
1: the golden age. Uh, yeah, look, you can probably guess some, but I will ask you in a little bit, uh, yeah, where, when, we, when we get into it. Because this is, you know, purely an educational podcast as well, I'll give you some tidbits thanks to some uh, some websites, National Geographic, uh, and a couple of others as well. But let's get into our weather chat. <laughs> The first frightening event um, that I want to talk about involves a Mm hailstorm. So this is our first uh, type of weather. Now, for those of you wanting to learn, hail is formed when drops of water freeze together in the upper regions of thunderstorm clouds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the droplets, they freeze into hailstones and they just add layers and layers so they start to get, you know, different sizes. Eventually the hail will fall to earth when it becomes too heavy to stay up in the clouds uh, or when the updraft stops or slows down. So a lot of the weather events that I'm going to discuss I have no personal experience with but this one I do. So in 2010 in Melbourne, Australia where Dom and I live, we had one of the most intense hailstorms ever yep. so we had hailstones that were you know over 10 centimeters in diameter so that's roughly like a, a softball mm-hmm. like a little bit bigger you know a bit bigger than a baseball that's insane mother nature she was she were not playing around that day no, she was angry <laughs> yeah she enough. was real mad what else happened
0: <laughs> do- in 2010 that to piss oh, her god. off oh god
1: who knows do you remember that day
0: oh i've got a story of that day which i will happily add in if there's time
1: <laughs> excellent all right look well, I, I looked it up and the the Age newspaper, so just to give people a bit of an idea, if you either don't remember or weren't here. The Age had uh, bloodied festival goers, spooked racehorses, smashed windows and torrential rain inside major buildings with some of the surreal scenes unfolding across Melbourne in one of the most intense storms in years. So that gives you a little bit of of a sense. Now, I'm going to, you know, tell my story of that day um, and then Dom, I will throw over to you because I'm curious to know where you were and what was going on. (laughs) But on this particular day, I was in the gym at Deakin Uni. So for anyone familiar with the Burwood campus of Deakin, there's uh, a couple of football ovals just across the street from where the gym is. Um, Now, everyone that was in the gym, we had to go outside or evacuate uh, because water just started pissing out of the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So that puts a bit of a, it puts a dampener on your squat thrusts when you're (laughs) getting absolutely drenched.
0: Okay. Um, So do we need to do some like translation for those that don't know? Pissing out of the ceiling doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't mean piss was, it just that's Aussie slang for a freaking shit ton of water was gushing out of the, the roof ceiling. Correct,
1: (laughs) correct. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, look, keep up. Keep up. We'll do a translation app. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Um, So just outside of the gym at Deakin, there's a substantial concrete platform. It holds up the second level. So that's good. So we were safe under there. But the same couldn't be said for the two football teams that were training on the football ovals across the road. So whilst we were all standing there, you know, 40 or 50, you know, young men just come sprinting across the road. They were completely drenched some of them were were bleeding Mm -hmm. so obviously they had been hit by these ridiculously huge hailstones uh and they just you know they couldn't get out of the storm fast enough there was even some people that were just standing over other people that couldn't get there quick enough uh it was it was really crazy and once they'd run over towards where we were everyone that was in the gym just started grabbing their towels and we had to grab a first aid kit Mm -hmm. you know people were like had huge cuts and bruises and welts on their backs. It was just, it was awful. And it was definitely, you know, that largest hail that I had ever seen. These were like, you could pick them up yeah. like a fist, a fistful of hail. It was crazy. Um, you know, and that was one of the most intense storms that I'd ever witnessed. Um, but I can't imagine like what it would have been like to be outside. Imagine you're just thinking it's going to be, you know, some rain, so you're just hanging around outside and then all of a sudden just being struck by these giant balls of ice and you've just got no control over what was going on and it just, yeah, left bruises and cuts. And
0: Yeah, if you're exposed and you get hit once, I'm sure people were concussed. Actually, I remember hearing stories of people concussed. Like you would start fearing for your life. You could be beaten to death by these rather fast-moving, dangerous, sharp, projectiles yeah,
1: exactly right yeah that's it so it was just you know hail is is pretty frightening and that was one experience where I actually you know witnessed it myself um but what about you Dom? where were you that day do you remember
0: oh yeah sorry so yeah. my little quick story is the fact that I had uh, just purchased a brand new car and I was living oh. in Kensington at the time and mm-hmm. uh I had parked my car just near Kensington station and To this day, we still have the car. The car is still in ownership of the Taranto family. Every single panel of that car was dimpled so badly that uh, they ended up having the insurance company had to write the car off. It's all cosmetic damage, of course, so the car works fine. But um, the sheer amount of force and damage done to every single front, back, side, every panel of that car was just so intense they would have had to replace the entire thing. So the insurance company had to ride it off and it was about twelve grands worth no, sixteen grands worth of Jesus. damage. And this is not a fancy car at all. Yeah. But um yeah, it, it was horrifying. It was really mm. properly scary. Cause you know, I think hail's not all that uncommon. We've all seen it, mm. we've all experienced it and it's kind of exciting or, or yeah. you know, if you live somewhere where it snows, but when all of a sudden you're seeing the windows in skyscrapers were being blown out. Like yeah. people, yeah, it was, it, it, it was borderline like from the movies. So
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's always one of those things, you know, when it starts hailing, it's like when people drive past horses or cows and they're like, oh, horses, every time it'll start hailing. You're like, oh, it's hailing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not just rain. That's thick rain. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> She's got some heft to her, that one.
1: She does. She <laughs> Does oh, on a side
0: I... note that car by the yeah. way not only did it get battered in the in the giant hailstorms of 2010 <laughs> it also got rammed by a tram <laughs> and somehow survived Diane Toronto driving <laughs> a couple of times that car is still going
1: <laughs> uh, which one is that is that Lance that's Lance that's... oh my God Lance the Lancer yeah. what a trooper. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, anyone that can survive Diane's driving—that's, you know, hats off.
0: Oh god, I'm going to pay for that. She's. <laughs> oh yeah, same. She's muttering under the under her breath oh yeah. right now. She's <laughs> cooking up some comeback. If she's not tripping <laughs> over a doorframe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Double whammy. Uh, all right, so that is uh, my singular experience of experiencing an extreme weather event. Um, I now I want to switch to talking about events I've got no personal experience with, uh, but equally make me want to shit my bricks mm-hmm. at the thought of at the thought of them happening. So this brings us to the 1990s disaster film educational portion of this podcast, starting with Ooh! Twister. Twister. <laughs> <laughs> now, for anyone that has not seen Twister, do me a favor. Stop this podcast immediately go to your nearest blockbuster or your Netflix or, you know, wherever you rent your movies, because your life is really, truly not as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. So if you've not seen Twister, your life could, could be better. <gasps> so everything will improve yeah. if you see Twister.
0: Guess what? Do yourself mad one, yeah, true. I am mad, but do yourself <laughs> even one more favor, go yep. blow wave your blonde hair out. Put on a white wife beater like I currently am wearing and you can feel your full Helen Hunt fantasy and yeah, it'll change yeah, it will change your life. Jennifer Aniston's hair is probably the only other hairstyle that is as powerful at this time in human history Mm. as Helen Hunt's. So um
1: Oh. Unreal. Just yeah, it's incredible. So you must go and watch Twister. Please watch Twister. (laughs)
0: I'm so excited about Are you excited? that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch it after we record this too.
1: <laughs> I absolutely have it lined up, ready to go. I couldn't, I couldn't leave it alone. But yeah. Uh, anyhow, so Twister. When researching uh, tornadoes, you know, a lot of my research comes from <laughs> watching that film. Um, but looking at weather and what frightens me the most, the one constant is is wind. Wind can absolutely get stuffed. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes everything worse. Um, you know, like I know we probably need it and it like makes, I don't know, coastlines and helps with stuff. But ultimately, like get stuffed wind. You can just piss off. I'm just, yeah, not into it. We're, That's the one constant.
0: We're officially wind haters at Shittenbricks. <laughs> we are. Just we are. accept it. Don't try and change our minds. We are boycotting no. all types of wind.
1: We are. We truly are. I mentioned a little bit earlier about phobias, lilapsophobia is usually defined as a fear of tornadoes or hurricanes, Mm -hmm. uh, but it more accurately describes a general fear of severe weather types. So we can talk about lilapsophobia. Causes of this fear usually stem from having personally experienced a devastating storm event, having lost a friend or a relative to a storm, or having learned this fear from others. One of the most popular weather movies ever made, the 1996 film Twister, centers around lylapsophobia. The film's main character, Dr. Joe Harding, Helen Hunt, love you, uh, develops a professional interest and reckless fascination with tornadoes after losing her father uh, to one as a little girl. The next bit I need to chat about when we're talking about tornadoes is, uh, because I'm going to talk a little bit about F scales and EF scales. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why don't I give you a little rundown? Of an F scale and an EF scale.
0: Are you gonna sing for us?
1: I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Um, but in the movie Twister they do talk a lot about that and that's where I learned about it really mm-hmm. um, or even maybe watching it and then researching later. But you guys don't need to do that because I've done the research for you. Sit back, relax, let's learn about the F scale. Um, so tornadoes were originally rated on the Fujita scale. Fujita. Fujita. Um, so named for its inventor, uni- in, yeah, for its inventor, University of Chicago meteorologist T. Theodore Fujita. The meteorologist created the scale in 1971 based on the wind speed and type of damage caused by a tornado. Mm-hmm. So to give you a brief rundown, it starts at an F0, so Fujita scale zero, <clears throat> wind speeds of about 60 to 120 kilometers an hour. It'll Tear branches and we've experienced 100k winds before, uh, you know, sort of the the opening part of the scale. Yeah. Then you go to an F1, uh, not the race cars, but they do clock around 120 to 180 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's when, you know, some loose materials on roofs and buildings and things, they can be dislodged. They do instruct that mobile homes are highly vulnerable, so they can be knocked from their foundations. Um, and it can affect your driving and things as well. So it can actually push your car off the road. This is an F1, so we've still got a few to go.
0: Yeah, and if you've ever met my father Paul Taranto, when he gets a snoring, I reckon he probably hits an F1 <laughs> every <laughs> night. <again. laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, then we go to an F2, so we've ripped up to 180 to 250 kilometers an hour. Wow. These are the these are the winds. Yeah. So well established trees uprooted, mobile homes decimated. Roofs can be ripped off houses, train cars and trucks can be knocked over, um, and small objects will become dangerous missiles.
0: This is af two.
1: F two. Okay,
0: now I'm yeah. I'm starting to get a little bit frightened because I always thought when we're getting into like the two hundreds, mid two hundreds, that we're at the the, at the top end. But mm, mm-hmm. yeah, F two is it- not uncommon as far as uh-huh. I know. Anyway, you'll probably explain no. this. Sorry. F3 No,
1: that's okay Yeah No, look, it is Uh, F2s and F3s are probably the most common In terms of tornadoes But it depends on the region and where you are Um, But yeah, we jump into an F3 250 to 330 kilometers an hour So, forests destroyed Trees ripped up from the ground Entire trains derailed, knocked over Walls and roofs can be torn from houses So, F3 So, we've got a couple to go this is almost like I was watching um, Hot Ones mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube and they sort of got the chili scale. This is like the Scovilles are increasing oh, in terms God. of wind. Uh, an F4. Now we're looking at 330 to 420 kilometers an hour. Uh, houses, other small structures, structures can be raised off their foundations entirely. Uh, and cars can be propelled through the air if they are picked up. So that's at an F4. Not
0: to say cows can't either.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, please watch Twister again. You'll understand that reference. Uh, Then we get to the big mama, the F5. So we're at the Fujita scale 5. Winds 420 to 515 kilometres an hour. Mm. I can't really comprehend that strength of wind or that speed of wind. That It blows my mind. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) You're a fucking dag, I swear. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So then we're looking at cars becoming projectiles, cows as well. Um, They can be hurtled through the air, entire houses completely ripped off foundations, destroyed, steel reinforced concrete structures can be seriously damaged. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the structures in, you know, Tornado Alley and things like that that are built in these areas are steel reinforced concrete structures. Mm. Um, You know, uh, houses have bunkers and everything like that to try and protect themselves as well. So that is the top end of the Fujita scale.
0: Honestly, you think, Mm -hmm. do you reckon at some point they're going to have to make space with all the wild weather and the impacts of global warming and such, they're going to have to add like an F6 or they're going to have to increase some of the extreme levels of measurement of some of these things because... It seems like this is going to just get worse and worse, to be perfectly yep. honest. Like, surely yeah. there's something stronger than an F5 on Jupiter or whatever. Jupiter's mm. red spots must be, hey, there you go. Let's link your space and your weather.
1: Oh, we could do a space weather episode. Just, you know, spitballing. Okay.
0: Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupted <laughs> yet again, but my mind's blown. Oh, no, blown. that's
1: fine. That is so fine. Uh, So that's the Fujita scale. So in 2007, the Fujita scale, it was replaced by, I love the title, Enhanced Fujita Scale. (laughs) (laughs) So if you talk about the F scale or the EF scale, similar things, but just the way that they attract um, was slightly different. Okay. So uh, yeah, rather than it just being about wind speeds and, and destruction, it's, you know, more about how they're formed and where they're formed mm. and things like that as well. So we now have, if I talk about the F or the EF scales, it, you know, which I will chat about, it's the same same thing. Cool. Just the, yeah, F, you know, F5 bad, F0 also not ideal, but um, yeah, gives you that, that scale. Um, so I learnt, you know, I learned more from, from twister really then i did a lot of other research that i was doing i learned in twister that you can survive an f5 by strapping yourself to a pipe with a belt
0: (laughs) a leather belt Um,
1: a leather belt allegedly so sidebar i did actually research this quite substantially (laughs) to work out so you know i could help our listeners if ever they find themselves trapped in an f5 would that work if you're in you know a a farm and there is you know pipes and, and a belt great news everyone there is a slim chance that you could survive oh okay yeah so the best info that i found was also from my favorite website of the day it's called tornadotalk.com. Mm. and guess what they talk about tornadoes on that website so they went through the film twister and were you know either debunking or confirming some of the information in there Pretty accurate, to be honest. Like some some of the stuff, you know, not so much. um, But overall, it's reasonably accurate um, in terms of yeah, tornado facts.
0: Probably a top tip for Kate is uh, make sure you keep all of your uh, aluminium. And we do not say aluminium. I'm just putting that out there. It's not a real word. Aluminium cans because they may come in handy in a tornado. That's exactly
1: right. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, So on TornadoTalk.com, they explain that Bill and Joe, the characters from the film, they strap themselves to pipes that go down at least 30 feet, according to Bill's line. The chances of surviving a direct impact of an F or EF5 rated tornado with winds greater than 350 kilometres an hour is extremely low. Um, If the wind doesn't kill you, any flying debris that impacts you, um, it it will Mm. because the velocity is cubed. So if, you know, two by four pieces of wood or metal or a car is traveling at 320 kilometers an hour coming straight at you, um, that's tremendous force. That's yes. pretty, pretty high. So they do follow up to say the fatality rate for a, an F or an EF5 tornado has been statistically high. Mm. So I can't promise you anything. But if you do find yourself in that situation with Bill Paxton or Helen Hunt, then, you know, you can use that advice and strap yourself to a pipe with a leather belt.
0: May as well. Give See it a See what happens.
1: Yeah, give it a go. It's the worst. Give it a go. The other thing that I learned, which was, you know, from from the film Twister, but one of the the characters, they go underneath a bridge mm. to try to escape the tornado. Don't do that.
0: Ah. I learned
1: not to do that because the the, you know, the wind and an enclosed space like that It just intensifies the the conditions, so it's more dangerous. Um, The updrafts and then the swirling winds as well. Uh, Yeah, it's it's no good, no bueno. bueno. So don't go under a bridge. Find a barn with some pipes and a leather belt. You got a slim chance under a bridge. No dice, Mm. no dice. But whilst having a look too, I thought you know this is all from fictional stuff. What about some you know examples of of real life Mm. survival stories? So I found I found one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so Sharon Richardson, Shazza, Shazza. Um, Oh, Shaz, she was uh, she's from Jefferson County in Alabama. Um, so back in it was two thousand and six, I want to say, I didn't write it down. Please write in and tell me what year it was. Um, she heard at work that a tornado was heading in the direction of her neighborhood. So she called her kids at home and she said, "Get into the basement, please. Um, I'm on my way, like I've left work right now. As she was driving home, however, the storm caught her a few blocks before she actually made it home. So in her words, I had to pull off the road, get out of my car and lie in a trench on the side of the road. Mm. I heard the wind, felt the rain and had trees breaking all around me. If you ever want to feel your life about to slip away, lie in a ditch with an F5 tornado blowing over your head. So after the roaring stopped, she looked up and she saw all of the houses in that street were completely decimated. Mm. Um, And there was houses that had been literally blown down the street, Mm. like just picked up and just rolled down the street, a whole house. And she was lying in a trench with this all happening around her. Unbelievable. So she got home. um, Her house was pretty much totaled, Mm. but she found her kids in the basement with her 11 year old son, Evan. He lay over the top of both of his sisters to protect them he suffered a couple of injuries from fallen uh, cinder blocks uh, and, you know, that they sort of fell on his back, but then he went to hospital, fully recovered, completely fine.
0: Oh. Nellie Bly and now Evan should be given our first ever shitting Bricks Awards. I mean, Nellie, she can't accept it, but, you know, we can, yeah. we can drop it off. Um, yeah. But, Evan, good on you. I can't imagine how scary these things must be for kids. And it's almost like a bomb's going oh. off, but instead of a bomb... And it just being over and done with. It's like a bomb that goes on for minutes and minutes and minutes. This, the sound mm. and the violence of it. That would be so traumatic, especially to children.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, you can't, And just not... I think one of the biggest things in you know looking at this it's the it's the unknown it's having no control you don't that's the one thing you don't have any control over the weather Mm. you don't have any control over where the tornado's path is going to be you know they can track as best they can and they've got some really impressive science that can back them up and, and try to help out but Ultimately, you know, you're just at the hands of, of fate. you just, you know, and that's where that fear comes from mm. because people are helpless. You know, yeah. you just feel completely helpless. What, what can you do? Yeah, but Evan for sure, he gets our, our shit and bricks um, award for this episode, mm. our survival award. In my research, I also found another website, which please do yourself a favour and just go, just go and look at it because it's like... <laughs> It's just straight from 1997. Like it hasn't changed. I don't think the design of it, the colors, the the font. It's amazing. So it's called survivalring.org. Ooh. and they do. Okay. <laughs> sure. So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of information on there about surviving um, different events and stuff. But their motto, which is on their website, is study. <laughs> oh, <okay>. I can't, <laughs> you can't even get through sad. it. <laughs> Study yesterday, prepare today, live tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. But Someone
0: has to put that on that, a T-shirt.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I love it. That's like the um, you know, the survivalists. You know, live, laugh, love. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Study yesterday, prepare today, live tomorrow. I have to get that made up. <laughs> oh my goodness um so thank you to survivalring.org uh it is actually a very interesting website although i'm ripping shit into it it was actually a really interesting read yes so that is our our tornado chat okay our tornado talk.com there's so much more i could go into uh but i had to split up the episode a little bit so the next weather phenomena i want to phenomenon phenomena I'll take both. Okay, but not not aluminum. No. You will not take aluminum. No,
0: I can't. I I'm getting angry it, just at the at the mention of it. It's so frustrating.
1: Is it spelt the same? No way. No, no, no. They just oh. made
0: up a new spelling.
1: They can't do that. Oh,
0: like yeah. Well, they they, they, they do. It's the same as advertisement. It's oh, not an advertisement. It's an advertisement.
1: And also, it's colon. It's not colon. Oh, true. Like no one's named colon. Mm. I mean, maybe some people are. Shout out to all the Col- colons <laughs> out there. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes, shout out to your colon. This is shitty breakfast.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, God, we shouldn't be allowed out. Like, oh, yeah, my God. All right, so yes, phenomenon phenomenon. I'm going with that. Our next weather phenomenon. Why did I put that word in here? Um, it has a combination of things that scare me shitless, um, all from one event. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would now like to welcome you to the volcano portion of our podcast. Oh,
0: I, welcome. I need to pee. I'm so excited right now. Yeah. I wanted to be a volcanologist when I was a kid. Kate.
1: <gasps> Amazing. Okay. So don't teach me when I say, when I say volcano, and then we think of 1990s disaster films. What pops into your head
0: Okay, you're either in Volcano Team or Dante's Peak Team There you go If you have no taste, you can go Volcano and it's fine That's cool, Mm -hmm. I won't read you for it But Dante's Peak is the epitome of cinema It should have gotten an Academy Award Agreed It was on the other night I think it's now out on Netflix Go watch it
1: It's what I want to watch immediately after this. I can't. I'm so... James Bond
0: and Sarah Connor.
1: So for me, right, Dante's Peak, uh, opening scene, we first meet Pierce Brosnan's character, Harry Dalton. He is just pounding out push-ups. Like, he is sweaty. He's breathing heavily. Like, I was powerless. Like, what else am I supposed to do but fall in love with the man if that's how we're introduced to you in this film? Like... Stop it. Mm. Absolutely stop it, Pierce. You just... Oh, what a fox. I
0: mean, his form was pretty terrible, but, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was, but we're not worried about his form. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I truly don't give a shit. (laughs) Yes, so that's spot on done. We will have a bit of a chat about Volcano and Dante's Peak. Let's do it. Um, But education time. uh, I really... (laughs) I went to another website, uh, that is the American Museum of Natural History's website, um, but they do have a section for you know for children to learn about about weather and uh, things, um, which is a great place for, for start. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go, what's the most, like, this in layman's terms. What are we talking about here? Um, So when it comes to uh, the uh, American Museum of Natural History, this is their opening line on their volcanoes. Some mountains are made of solid rock, like the Rocky Mountains or the Swiss Alps, but some mountains are actually volcanoes. (laughs) So we wouldn't call them a mountain at all. They're just a volcano. Like, it's... Alright, so volcanoes are their vents or openings for the Earth's crust. They release ash, gas, and steam, and hot, hot liquid mm. called lava. Uh, when the lava cools, it hardens, um, and that forms the cone shape mm. of the volcano. Uh, most of the volcanoes are found around the edges of tectonic, tectonic plates, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, both on land and in the oceans. Uh, So on land, um, volcanoes form when one tectonic plate moves underneath the other one. Uh, Usually a thin or heavy oceanic plate subducts or moves underneath Mm -hmm. the other thicker plate. And then when that happens, the ocean plate, it sinks down and then there's water trapped in the rocks. And then that water that's trapped there, it sort of gets squeezed out from that pressure. Mm. So that's generating, you know, heat and stuff from the Earth's crust, Uh, causes some of the rocks to melt the melted rock or magma. Uh, is lighter than the surrounding rock and that rises up the magma collects in the chambers Uh, then you've got a volcano.
0: Big old lava pimple.
1: Also what I learned on this website is there is a there's a place called the Ring of Fire (laughs)
0: <laughs> the Ring like, of Fire which,
1: the, which I think I want to do just a whole episode on the Ring of Fire, but that is a, a large circle of explosive volcanoes around the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, the circle is formed by the subduction of the Pacific plate and some so- some smaller plates around that. So there's like, yeah, really neat. I'll pop it on our socials, but there's a really neat picture with the um, yeah where they are yeah. uh, which is cool. So the Ring of Fire. Now back to Dante. Um what I discovered is that Dante's Peak is is reasonably accurate. They were pretty happy with that. They you know they did a lot of work um with scientists, legitimate scientists to make sure that what they were uh you know putting in the film was was reasonably accurate. The only thing that scientists had a problem with was the timing around some of the events. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it takes a bit longer or sometimes it's a little bit faster, but they adjusted that naturally for Hollywood. From that film, Dom, uh Dante's Peak, what What's a memorable moment? What frightened you? Because I've got two. I've got two things that frightened me the most. But what can you think of? I think
0: as this is a good little segue into next week's episode, which I won't say too much about now, I'll just allude to mm-hmm. it. I think mm-hmm. the boat lake scene with probably one of the most infuriating characters of all time. And to be perfectly honest, I would have just shoved her off the boat sooner I would have used there as a paddle but yep. whatever that's my own personal trauma right there uh, that seems pretty horrifying um, correct I'll yeah. just leave it at that yeah
1: yeah look th- so they, those were my two so there was two there were dead bodies in the lake mm-hmm. so in the hot springs and grandma's legs. Yeah. Which is the scene that you're talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> So what happens? And it shouldn't why am I laughing? We shouldn't be laughing. I'm laughing because
0: <laughs> anybody that listens to this episode is going to be like we're going to have to put a warning when we release this. Go watch these movies beforehand because we're yep. not talk, it's not about the movies. These are just really good examples and representations of where I think our fears came from. Correct. And you will enjoy this episode even more. You should just listen exactly. to it while you're watching the movies, actually.
1: Perfect. Yeah, it's almost like a yeah director's cut. We're doing the, the commentary. Yeah. Okay. So for those that haven't seen Dante's Peak, I'll give you a bit of an idea of what the hell we're talking about. So grandma, they're basically, they're in a little boat uh, and they're trying to get across the lake but the you know, the volcanic gases and stuff underneath the lake start bubbling up and they turn the water acidic, mm-hmm. so hi- highly acidic. So the boat starts to fall apart, the ore gets eaten, so they've got no real way to, to get to shore until grandma gets off and hops in the water and pushes the boat. And all, all the while, you know, her legs are melting mm. um, from the acid water. And then when she gets to the, the bank, She passes away from shock because she has no legs; they've been melted away. So, again, I'm not laughing at the fact that she. Ah, anyway, frightened me to no end. That you know, I'm like, could that actually happen? Like, that's you know, it doesn't seem realistic. This seems very Hollywood. Hmm. Okay, so Grandma's death by acid is a highlight of the 1997 camp classic Dante's Peak. The disaster epic chronicles the race to save a small town from deadly volcanic eruption. In the movie, volcanic gases quickly turn a placid lake into an acidic death trap as a family esca- escapes burning hot lava by boat, aided by volcanologist played by Pierce Brosnan. Stop it, yeah. Grandma! <laughs> oh my God. Grandma sacrifices herself and jumps in the lake to push their dissolving aluminium boat, <gasps> aluminium, uh, the last few feet to safety. For a film that gets some eruption science terrifyingly right, the lake's radical transformation has always been a sticking point. Volcanic gases belching from the lake bottom can't acidify an entire lake in a matter of hours. However, extremely acidic fluids could dissolve grandma's legs and kill her from shock, as well as eat holes in the boat. So it can happen. But it doesn't happen as quickly as depicted in the film. Okay. There is a real-life example oh. of this. And guess where it... Ta- not of someone walking in the water and losing their legs. Yeah, well... I mean they could, but...
0: I'm just going to say one little thing here. It wouldn't have happened if she just hadn't have been such a stubborn granny.
1: I completely agree. Anyway. Because... Was it? It's from. It's been a while since I saw it. But she wouldn't leave the yeah, house. Yeah, she, she
0: just wouldn't leave the house. That was the problem. Oh, there's a volcano Jesus exploding Christ. on your doorstep. There's lava rolling down towards your house. I'm not leaving. We'll be fine. Everything's gonna be good. Be I've lived here for a hundred years. Get in the lake. Yeah, just
1: shut up. <laughs> yeah, good on you. And as if, like, you've got Pierce Brosnan standing on your doorstep, just gagging to get you out of the house, as if you wouldn't just run and Do leap into his Do what you're arms told. Yeah.
0: Oh, so where God. did this happen in um, real life, Kate? Russia. Oh, my God. Love Russia. Love Russia. <laughs> so in
1: 1996.
0: Lolinsky, <laughs> oh,
1: <God>. area <laughs> in Moscow. <laughs> uh, Moscow. Um, no, so in 96, I'll get... Uh, I'm going to mess them up. Apologies to anybody who we offend by fucking up eh? our, our bloody pronunciations again. But in 96 volcanic blasts, blasts. oh God, I'm so hungover, um, at <laughs> Karimsky Lake in Russia's Kamchatka Peninsula. Sounds good. Yep, we're going for it. They created a toxic chemical soup in the formerly pristine lake. According to a study published on October 1st in Geophysical Research Letters, The eruption decimated the lake's ecosystem, killing off thousands of fish and trees. I don't know that it's still acidic. I I don't know. Is that I should probably look that up uh, whether or not it would, you know, vanish over a period of time or, you know, regen or if it's just now going to be acidic forever. I'll look that up and answer my own question Mm -hmm. next time. (laughs) But there you go. So that out of the scary scenes from Dante's Peak that that's legit that can happen it absolutely can create acidic lakes that will eat your aluminium boat and it'll eat grandma's legs and her house will still get knocked down so just get on the fucking boat grandma Jesus Christ
0: exactly five minutes earlier you would have been fallen
1: those were the ones that I wanted to cover that that wraps up my weather part one but as I was going through that I did have to cut some stuff out so I had you know other you know terrifying weather events that people experience but I honestly don't believe we would have had enough time to touch base on them with enough you know gravitas that they deserve so I think I'm gonna have to do a weather part two so this was potentially a weather part one and a weather part too, where I wanted to have a look at, you know, bushfires. yeah, um, Such an extreme, particularly here in, in Australia, but certainly other parts of the world as well. Uh, I also would like to look at and talk about tsunamis yep. and hurricanes. I did talk about tornadoes, but didn't get to speak about hurricanes. And I didn't even get to talk about the perfect storm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: George Clooney as at his most rugged, um, but the phenomena around that phenomenon—why did I say that word? I just keep it out. Uh, Around the circumstances for a perfect storm and what that actually looks like, and yeah, all of that as well. So that's gonna leave us at weather part one. Kate, what did you think? I think
0: this is a fantastic chance for us to play around with our perfected format of shitting bricks and. And uh, introduce our listeners to the idea of, you know, extended uh, topics and themes. And and uh, I think something that we we definitely want to make sure we do when we do these episodes is that we don't rush through the really interesting facts and details of some of these stories. And we'd love yeah. to include all of our pop culture stuff and have a good giggle in the, in the meantime. So I love the idea that there's still a shit ton of stuff you haven't t- talked about just yet. So... Yeah. I vote one for doing a part two, uh, not next week, the week after. Um, perfect. So people can do their homework.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> watch their <Please> movies. <laughs> yep. So just, I think The Perfect Storm, you need to watch that before you listen to the next one because that will help. Um, I'll explain in a bit of detail. I'll give you a, a rough rundown of what happens, but uh, it does help if you do see all of the films that make up that really just cemented the fears that I have yeah. today as to what...
0: Something that didn't oh. come out when we were children, but I think if it had of, it definitely would have uh, impacted us, is I think watching The Impossible for okay. Tsunamis with Naomi Watts.
1: Oh, I have not seen that. And
0: I th- want to say and McGregor, maybe. I don't know. Yep, I would highly recommend watching that, Kate. It is okay. a bit confronting, uh, but as far as I'm aware, really, really accurate and it's all based on a true story. But Kate, you right. did such a great job. That was so much fun. <laughs> it's difficult to weave oh. all that stuff together. And, you know, it's not your traditional kind of scary horror thing, but these are like mm. these, the, the real fears that come from like non-Hollywoodized things that are based off of real factors. That's, that scares the shit out of me. So
1: Yeah, that's it. And again, it's just down to that hopelessness. You can't do anything, you know, in a in a storm, in a tornado, in a tsunami, hurricane, you just survive as what it, whatever you can try to do to survive but I really do believe that's where that fear stems from is that helplessness mm-hmm. and and you can't control it I didn't even get to touch much on the film volcano but we don't need to as you explained Dom if you are not fussed about facts or yeah. or, or, or decent cinema volcanoes for you if you want to learn a little bit more and watch grandma's legs melt off Dante's Peak's the one for you
0: absolutely um,
1: but yeah look there's so many other topics and things that we could add in uh, but This is, that's, that's the start. That's the start of our weather stories and the end of this podcast.
0: Well done, Kate. I'm so excited (laughs) for the next phase. And, um, next week Mm -hmm. I'm going to be extending that, um, that topic or not extending, but I think we've been hinting at this for quite a while, but I'm going to touch upon probably one of the biggest fears that you and I share together. And that is Mm -hmm. on water, deep water or oceans. Yep. Perfect. So do tune in for that one. I just finished writing my research story and article today and it's Amazing. Oof, creepy, creepy.
1: Excellent. I cannot wait. That will be so good. Um, and if you know, you're listening and there's a topic that you think that we should talk about, please let us know. You can, um, find us on uh shit and bricks podcast on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best place to contact us at the moment. But please send in and let us know if there's something you would like us to talk about. We do have a few uh, topics in the backs of our minds, but, you know, we're always open for new things and we want to hear what, what scares you guys.
0: Yes. And rate and review us as usual. But, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, awesome. Well done, Kate.
1: Thank you. Yay! Thanks, Dom. I will see you next week. Yes. Oh, my Bye. God. I'm going to go watch movies now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boom
1: that's a wrap big shout out to everyone for tuning in to shit and bricks
0: don't forget to subscribe rate and review us plus you can find extra little nuggets on our socials
1: next week we'll be back talking more shit so do not forget to tune in
0: and remember to wipe flush and wash your hands goodbye